0: Everybody and welcome to the Earflaps Podcast, the podcast where we tear apart the movies we love for educational purposes. I'm Annie Pulling, and with me here today is Max. Hello. And Lizzie. Hi. And Rachel. Hello. And over in the corner is our tech support, Josiah.
1: Yo. He's not tech support. He is tech. <laughs> he is all of the tech. <laughs> so today's movie is Kubo and the Two Strings. Uh, it came out in 2016. Starring the voices of Charlize Theron, Matthew McConaughey, Ray Fiennes, Art Parkinson. There's a long list on this one. George Takei, Rooney Mara, and a bunch of other people that someone else knows.
2: That have minor roles.
1: Yeah. Like, those are the, the main people. And then there's a lot of, like, background characters that are in there.
2: That's
0: quite the star-studded cast. Yeah. So Kubo and the Two Strings is rated PG. His... Aunts have like porcelain faces and they have creepy voices, and there's a lot of sword fighting and just some epic action and some epic, uh, like monster characters. So, if that's something that your younger children are not comfortable with, then maybe this one isn't for you. Um, so I think kind of our general impression after watching this was, are we actually gonna have anything to say? We don't know so anything
1: to deconstruct it because it's
0: it's really good yeah it's so um for this particular episode we wanted to focus on deconstructing plot and kind of some of the formula that is part of um i don't know what you call it but a quest based plot especially um and we're going to be using a formula slash theory that has been around for a long time it's called the hero's journey which was first kind of Introduced to the world at large in 1949 by Joseph Campbell in a book called hero with a thousand faces and the hero's journey is basically taking most the most common stories from mythology and stories that were being written all throughout history and kind of taking all of the um, common plot elements between them and creating this formula with it. So the hero's journey is very specific actually It's a 17-stage process that a quest-based film, or story, or any any story, story. it fits particularly to Mm quest-based stories, but it actually can fit to any story. Yeah. So in one sense, it's very broad in general in what it talks about, but it's also very specific in these points that you're supposed to hit at different Mm -hmm. times. So we're gonna be talking a lot about that because Kubo and the Two Strings is such a quest-based storyline. It like fits the hero's journey almost to a T. So it makes it really easy to talk about this. Mm -hmm. So I guess before we started, I just wanted to go over a little bit of the hero's journey and the terminology. Um, So it's kind of, these 17 stages are split up into three different sections, which (laughs) conveniently, not really, Uh, correspond to, you know, the three-act structure, the beginning, the middle, and the end of the story. So I was just going to read the first act, the points that are in the first act, and kind of go through them real quick before we start, so that we will be able to recognize them as they happen here at the beginning of the movie. So the first act is called The Departure, and it has five of the 17 points, and they are the call to adventure, the refusal of the call, supernatural aid, Number four is crossing the threshold, and number five is the belly of the whale. The call to adventure is the hero begins in a situation of normality, their normal life, from which some information is received that acts as a call to head off into the unknown. This is their call. And then typically, often when the call is given, the future hero first refuses to heed it. This may be from a sense of duty or obligation, fear, insecurity, a sense of inadequacy, or any range of reasons that work to hold the person in his or her current circumstances so basically i don't wanna i don't wanna for some (laughs) some reason or i want to but i don't feel like i can't or i want to but i need to stay here for whatever reason Mm -hmm. um stage three is supernatural aid which is once the hero has committed to the quest consciously or unconsciously his guide and magical helper appears or becomes known More often than not, the supernatural mentor will present the hero with one or more talismans or artifacts that will aid him later in his quest. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that in this movie. Uh, Stage four, uh, crossing the first threshold. This is the point where the person actually crosses into the field of adventure, leaving the known limits of his or her world, and venturing into an unknown and dangerous realm where the rules and limits are not known. And then stage five, which is the last one in act one, is the belly of the whale. The belly of the whale represents the final separation from the hero's known world and self. By entering this stage, the person shows willingness to undergo a metamorphosis. When first entering the stage, the hero may encounter a minor danger or setback. So kind of the idea of the hero's journey is that the hero will go through all these different stages and they will come out at, at the end changed or um, having grown from their experience. They all have gone through metamorphosis. Yeah. So the, the other two acts, the first act is the departure, and those are those first five points. The second act is initiation, and the third act is return. So it's actually part of the hero's journey that they come back to where they were, but that they're a changed person because of this journey.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So with that, kind of a long yeah. explanation. <laughs> we're going to start the movie.
1: So we got the movie queued up. We're right at the part where um, the universal... Intro has just faded on, and we're just seeing a bunch of stars. And three, two, one, play.
0: I'm so taken with this intro.
1: It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like <laughs> it's like capturing the whole world in your
0: movie. Uh, wrong one. <laughs>
1: what are you doing, the Fox one?
0: So something we were talking about before we started recording was the title and how we were kind of mixed on the title because we referred to it just kind of kubo but the actual title is kubo and the two strings but you were saying max that that's not the title everywhere
1: yeah um it's like some places it was just marketed as kubo like Mm -hmm. in the trailers when they have the voiceover it was just called kubo
3: Mm
0: -hmm. i i really like the intro the what's it called voiceover if you must do it now yeah Yeah. it's really catching i wonder if
1: that's stop motion or yeah
0: and just like the the whole look of this opening scene of the the moon and the water is just like so pretty and so
1: epic Epic. that's what it is
0: it's so epic i like how it looks cool old and she looks like she's freezing yeah. you know my brain just kind of fries at the thought that you know all of the little movements of her hair and her clothes were hand animated frame by frame you know yeah oh, this and opening it's insane. The when this movie like when you watch the opening i was like this is stop motion
1: so just the boat and the characters stop motion everything else is cgi they couldn't do the water right like and the glowy wanted, effects are cgi and all the energy effects but yeah. Yeah.
0: They did a really good job of introducing the the magic, I think, in this first yeah. scene. But it's like, yeah. oh, and here, magic is in this world. And you do it with guitars, I guess. <laughs> oh, and, and the, the, voice, the voiceover with the impending wave also goes yeah. together
1: really well. And here's when you really feel the music as well. Uh, the mm-hmm. music is really good in this piece.
3: That looked actually pain. That That, looked
1: actually painful.
0: Yeah, I when I first saw that, I was like,
2: You can really do that well with stop motion, because well, and
3: the animation hurt your Your actors. actors. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, so this this here, I was reading the behind the scenes, where she's crawling toward Kubo, and she puts her hand in the sand. There's little bits of sand that get thrown up from our hand. Whoa. Each one of those had to be animated oh. individually.
0: I was wondering about that because I don't think I realized that it was stop motion. Like, I kind of knew that in the back of my brain. But that moment was right when I realized that, oh, my goodness, this is stop motion. This is yeah. incredible.
1: Every <laughs> And it the technology with 3D printing and <clears throat> doing all that and some visual effects, like, it's – It's come so far since, like, Wallace and Gromit and Davy and Goliath. (laughs) Chicken run. Yeah. Because now they can, like, they have each mouth movement is 3D printed. Mm -hmm. And then they just erase the seam in visual effects. Yep, there we go. Introducing Monkey.
0: Yeah, like, all the, like, introductions of this movie are really solid. Solid. And, like. Yeah, just like here, pay attention to this. I really Why liked you? this intro. I, I just really got Kubo's character right off. It's such yeah. a great way to see him. You just kind of see a normal day for him, right? Which is the first step in in the monomyth or the hero's journey. Yeah, the, the first part of be the first a, like, yeah normal life. You have to see the character's normal life before they get called to adventure
1: um and then i th- i think it's um I- i'm not sure what i think about them skipping so much time and not showing anything of how they got here like but how he learned like how to was, play and how he i didn't you know, feel all like all it
0: was important to the story i was confused it wasn't when i first watched it I did wonder about that at this point, or right when it starts introducing his mom and that she's kind of not all there. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that she hadn't been like that the whole time. So that she yeah, she's getting worse and worse and worse. So you don't really know that till later. But so she obviously taught him and was there for him because he's you know okay, he survived as an infant, but
1: <laughs> right,
0: it took a while to get to that point.
1: And. Does does it ever explain or did you understand why she like wakes up when the sun goes down?
0: I think it's just sometimes. I thought it was because she actually you know, she's the daughter of the moon. She actually belongs in the night.
1: Okay. That is who she is. Yeah, that that does.
0: What do you guys think of the origami stuff?
1: it was like he folded the paper like three times and then suddenly there's a <laughs>
0: yeah. thing. Knowing how much work goes into actual origami, it's a little bit like, oh, we're just glossing they it over. over. Yeah.
3: And
1: But I, they do hang a lantern on it later on when yeah. Beetle says, is that really origami? I feel like some scissors were involved.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was funny, but <laughs> I laughed really hard I at that. Really I really
0: like, like the lighting in this movie. That too... Yeah. They did the colors a really, are
1: very rich.
0: Yeah, and they did a really good job of, like, you can definitely tell that this is, like, morning light. And, like, earlier you could definitely tell it was, like, moonlight. And so the lighting is just I want want s- And they have those little tufts of breezes, you know, like his hair mm-hmm. floats in the wind. And it makes it feel much more lifelike. Yeah. Yeah. I- I think the first time I watched this, I was confused, though, because I thought they lived there all by themselves. I thought they were, like, on a deserted island. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing is the village. And I was like, (laughs) oh, wait. Okay, so I guess there's people. I do. I think this is such a really great setup because most of it's without dialogue, you know.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. And like you were saying, I think it actually works because they are skipping stuff. Yeah. You're not get getting Kubo asking his mom, when are you going to, yeah. you know, wake up and are you going to be okay? You don't That's get that until later. Pretty sad. And you don't yeah. get his backstory with his dad until later. When it's already been introduced as this cool story, he's just... Right. He's
1: not mom. hearing it for the first time. But we are.
0: Yeah. And whereas in other films, I feel like you would just get a big chunk of exposition. Yeah. Or like right. he comes up to the old lady here in the village and they have a dialogue where it's basically just exposition. Like, I feel like you would see that often, but you don't in this movie. This is a really great example of showing and not telling.
1: Um, Basket weaving in stop motion looks even more tedious. (laughs)
3: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: I didn't quite like this old lady. Like... She seemed more cartoonish than a lot of other things. That's
0: what I felt about the whole movie. I was like, a lot of this feels so different than what I'm used to in animated films. Mm -hmm. And then there will be peaks of like, whoa, that feels like a Disney character. Right. This one feels feels like like a a
1: DreamWorks kind of character. Yeah. It feels like. (laughs) Kind of, it's, she's exaggerated in certain ways.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, I really like Kubo's hair, how they did his hair. Like, you can totally tell that his hair grew really long, and he just, like, really roughly cut it so he could see with his one eye, just, like, by the way it's made.
1: I like how he, <laughs> the dragon. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> the dragon looks over.
0: I like how they... They already paid off the "if you must blink, do it now" mm-hmm. thing. You're like, oh, oh, so he says that on the regular, like he. that's it's yeah, his that's, Once
3: Upon a Time. Yeah, kind of that's thing.
0: his trademark intro to draw a crowd. In terms of structure, we're still like at the beginning of the first um, stage, the call to adventure. We're still at the beginning of that. Of this is the person in their normal life, what they normally do. But at the same time, they do it so well because we're getting all of this information that's gonna be pertinent later. You know, he's mm-hmm. telling this story that is really fun, and it's just right now it's just a story. But we find out later yeah. this is his backstory. Yeah, that's what I really liked about this. Movie. But yeah. at the same time, they're setting up his everyday life. They're doing double duty and it's done so seamlessly and so well. Mm-hmm. And they're also setting up his character that he's, you know, he's they're a also setting up his quest. Y- yeah set up his quest and everything, it's like, the sequence, like... Can we call him plot coupons, please? <laughs> <laughs> I love that term. It's <laughs> hilarious. And they're also setting up that he's, like, he uses magic or something, you know, because previously we haven't seen him do any of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I And I add, I don't mind that it's unexplained how the magic works. You I know, mind
0: like, it a little tiny bit. I was confused in this scene. If it was actually happening. Because it's animated and it's cartoonish, I was like, so is he actually making the paper fly around? Or is it just illustrating his Mm -hmm. story? I wasn't quite sure. (laughs) (laughs) And you see, (laughs) like, you see he has a flair for the dramatic. You know, you see that he's a kid. Well,
1: he's a storyteller. Yeah,
0: and just the just love the sequence I, and the music is amazing i did yeah. think it was this sequence was a little odd it just the back and forth between the montage not montage was mm-hmm. a little odd
1: and little apparently bit. this this whole thing took all day which they showed by the sunlight moving right there but like
0: who would stand there like, like how often day. does he come <laughs> to the
1: town does he do this every day
0: Oh, the chicken. <laughs> this is at this point that I was like, what the heck?
1: Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, lady's like, kill the chicken, rip it to pieces.
1: I feel like she has backstory with the fire-breathing chicken.
0: <laughs> I'm glad that they didn't bring the chicken back. Like, you yeah. yeah. didn't meet a fire-breathing chicken. On the I'm court. glad
1: that exactly. the Moon King wasn't a fire-breathing chicken.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 I was what? Just like what the, the heck what Chicken the is eggs squirting eggs out that's ew. <laughs> I feel like this movie is such an <laughs> odd mix between your your average Disney movie about the epic quest and the hero mm-hmm. and oh. and but Japanese culture and just all of these different ideas and it, it's so refreshing like it's comforting at the same time it's comfortable that it's this story that you're very familiar with well it's actually it's the hero's journey that you're familiar with because every single story kind of follows along these, these stages but it's it's really comfortable to like just get into the groove of this movie but it's also so refreshing that's what i really liked about it mm-hmm.
1: the moon game. and i like i like the setup of the not being out you know past or past nightfall
0: oh there's the yeah. Helmet. I did not right. pick that up I didn't when he know. came back. I was like, "Where did that come yeah, from?" Yeah, I
1: actually didn't. Excuse me, I I forgot about that one too.
0: <laughs> Wait, that was the helmet. That's, that's the helmet the... right, yeah, right that's there. The helmet right there. <laughs> the bell the they they keep having. All they these oh, design? really? I light it. Hard I deal. did not get that at all. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. I got I got that the first time that, I watched the movie. I mean, when they come back to it, but uh, that's yeah, because
1: yeah. that one moment when Monkey is in their old house and she looks at the paper and she sees it on a stand and then that's real that's mm. when she realizes that it's a trap because then she knows that the helmet isn't oh, there
0: now his mom's waking up I, they did a I really felt, good job of making her a likable really quickly
1: yeah and i felt so sorry for him
0: yeah i felt sorry for her <laughs> or too. i mean her too but. you just feel sorry for both of them
1: and i like in this one that like typically in a regular movie like there would be he like resents his mom and you know like they don't have a good relationship at the start mm-hmm. and then the mom dies and he regrets things and he has to go on a quest like that's the typical thing and i like that this wasn't like that i like that it was just you know like 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 it is now yeah you know?
0: man look at look at the fabric of of her sleeves all right. of that is animated they had wires and stuff inside yep. because she's in miniature and so the fabric was actually too stiff you know it would kind of just sit out if it didn't have those wires in it and so they had to it's i my mind is consistently blown yeah throughout this movie just looking at how the animation mm-hmm. i really like Maki. how they <laughs> they did her lapses of memory like really well just like you know one moment she's really bright and animated then the next she's just like i don't remember what we were talking
2: about one thing i actually really like is that she's telling the story he was just telling but like the real thing like he was just making it up because he's heard elements of the story but you can see that he's just is enthralled with listening to the like his story story or her story Mm -hmm. as he is telling his own
0: really sets up the theme of stories. Yeah. of the film. memories. Memories, stories, family. And also it lets you know that it's his backstory because we didn't know it was his backstory. Yeah. Right. When he was telling it to the crowd. But this is a way of telling you that it is his backstory without saying like I didn't know. Little did you know, <laughs> it was actually my backstory. Yeah. Yeah, and there you introduce the sisters, because in, in the story that he was telling, he didn't mention the sisters, but he said, the grandfather and your sisters. I'd, Is it, I was it, confused again. Like I feel like that's where this movie feels a little tiny bit. I didn't know if w- what the story he had told in the marketplace was his, his actual backstory or stuff he just made up about his dad.
3: Mm-hmm. Like, it it's not until goals.
0: later that, well, obviously the fire-breathing chicken, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here we set up the rules yeah. that he has to follow. And and monkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the rose.
1: Do, do they ever explain why his, the Moon King needed his eye? Yeah. He didn't
0: need his eye. He wanted to blind Kubo. Oh, right. I thought that was interesting because I, I used the term plot coupon earlier. Mm-hmm. So a plot MacGuffin is when there is a device, there is something, it's a plot device, but w- there is something, a map, a key, a whatever that everyone is trying to find, everyone is trying to get. Well, that
1: that moment was sad when yeah. his mother oh, yeah. goes back into...
0: You just feel the weight of Kubo's life. He's like, mm-hmm. this is my life. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. What was it saying? Plot coupons. MacGuffin. Um, MacGuffins. Um, oh, so MacGuffin is when there's something that everyone is after and it changes hands several times. Plot coupons are when there's several pieces to a MacGuffin or yeah. a plot device. It's they like a shopping list. You need so these items. Yeah, so the sword unbreakable and the armor impenetrable and all those those are plot coupons where he has to gather all of them um i thought that his eye was going to be one yeah that his grandfather needed his eye for something or both his eyes for something we're not and i i'm very i find it very interesting that it wasn't that
1: i don't love this here like if this one feels a little bit unexplained and like it doesn't go anywhere his mother dreams
0: I felt like scenes. it was needed because it explained his powers well it, explained, it, it doesn't
1: explain anything it just shows more and no it explains that
0: it's hereditary I didn't get before that his mom had magic I mean I know she had magic at the beginning but it, that it was the same magic because we didn't mm-hmm. see her manipulating paper at the beginning yeah it it it's, it told you that even though her mind isn't all the way there her powers are still there that she's still actually very powerful yeah, I felt it was needed to set up her powers. Okay, so here Oops. we're starting to get into um the beginning of the second part of the first <laughs> uh, stage, The Call <laughs> to Adventure, is this little thing, I think. It's hard to identify in this movie, actually, but it's this little thing that she says about the lantern. Sort of. Because his adventure is actually, you know, going on the quest. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't... I felt like he doesn't actually have a good...
2: Motivation?
1: Like uh,
0: a... A good... I'm going on a quest. You know, he's really pushed into
1: it. Right. Yeah. That That's why I was... Un, like, my question about the hero's journey. Because, like, he doesn't have a journey. I, I don't see where the call to journey is exactly i feel
0: like that's the only piece that's missing in in this movie though. well it is a call to journey and the fact that he gets attacked
1: well i mean yes. like he's on I the mean, run yes but it's more he's he has no choice it isn't something he can decide not to really
0: yeah well that's what the call to adventure is <laughs> You're yeah. not, they're not supposed to have a choice they just pre- pretend like they have a choice hmm <laughs> I like how here she's like your paper or folding thing that you do. Like even they don't really understand <laughs> his magic, but they kind of take it and if, in uh, stride because he's.
2: Well, it's not just his magic, but his skill in origami.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so going to again. do the lantern.
1: This one I also didn't really like.
0: I I liked it as setting up the world some more
3: yeah
1: I did but it, it felt a little bit complicated like they have to bring the lantern to the grave wait till the lantern lights then put it on the river and then that will make their souls you know travel down the river or something
0: I think that that might be more of like it could be uh, more you know that's something that's more Japanese cultural
1: Yeah, and then the stuff. golden cranes are also the spirits. Too. Yeah, that one. Was, Later uh, on, they bring in. The, I felt like it
0: fit the world and continued to build the mystical pieces of the magic world stuff.
1: I've, I, I why
0: I classify this as the call to adventure is because this is where he steps outside of his normal routine.
1: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I I didn't catch it. I was I only saw it when I was reading, but the reason he isn't able to to his father it's because his father's not dead yet
3: oh yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah which begs the question is <coughs> what is little Hanzo what it's Kubo's idea of his dad yeah I like hmm. that scene showed that he's not like bitter about having one eye or anything you know
3: he's, he's well, like, it's like, just oh, his life
1: yeah it's just mm-hmm. his life did he did he eye. oh yeah
0: And I love that Kubo's hair isn't all one color. Like, you can see, he has different colors in his hair. It's cool. I think I read in the the behind-the-scenes that they used real hair. It's just...
1: I was reading that it was, like, rubber. It was of rubber.
0: I think it's real hair that has, like, some coating on it. Yeah, with rubber coating on it. Yeah. All of the people in the background are actually CG. Really? Yeah, only the main characters, the named characters. Yeah, that little girl looks CG. No, it? she's she's a, she's a stop
1: motion. Any, really? Anyone that's blurry is...
0: Yeah, but the crowd. Uh, when you yeah. see yeah. a crowd, oh, it's, yeah, the crowd, it's CG. In the background. It's yeah. Not oh,
1: yeah, they're oh, moving yeah. a lot smoother. I was wondering about that.
0: But the beach, the ground, that is real. Yeah. Like, I, I've seen the, the, the set. For this, the, the like the graveyard
1: thing, and it's like it's tracking this must be really easy because there's no motion blur.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh no, look lighting. at their sunset! Like, that's, is it, that's and
1: that's real too.
0: Yeah, that's
3: a map painting,
1: right? Uh I think it might be a set actually. Yeah, that looks like a set. like the trees might be flat or probably or flat. Kubo. And then okay, and here's when we're introduced to the sisters, which I. Oh. I love how they're done. They're so creepy. Yeah. It was
0: interesting. I was reading about kind of the inspiration for them. Yeah, they're based off of the same myth, Japanese myth that um, No Face was based off of, which oh, makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. No I, Face from um, Spirited, spirited away. away.
1: Yeah, I really like the the you know the look of the the masks. And the mm-hmm. you know the porcelain doll kind of look that they have, yeah. So and I'm the trying. way that
0: they did their voice, like the the actress who voiced them, did a really good job. I like how the lights go out, mm-hmm. and then you hear their voices. <sighs> <sighs> their voices <sighs> were creepy. Mm-hmm. You're like, <gasps> I actually had like a shiver going up my spine <laughs> when mm-hmm. I watched this. I was like, oh I was man. Like, whoa. <sighs> I think it's. I really like their capes and how, like, they're just, like, floating, but they, they're they still, like...
1: It's their capes and then the hats yeah. hiding their faces. and that it.
0: they're floating. <sighs> and, and then that one with the... Them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wish they did more with
2: them. Like, I felt like they got a strange... Like, they weren't...
3: <laughs> they weren't in
2: it enough for me, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I wish they were in it a little bit more. Even though, watching it again, they are in it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But I I guess I was expecting a different sort of thing when I saw the trailers for this film. So we're going
0: to try and see if we can find where the... The call to action? Yeah. The call to adventure and the refusal of the call happen in this section of the film i believe it has just happened <laughs> <laughs> refusal of the call there <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with their little smoke bomb chasing him do, do you know, if the know s- what you just my eye <laughs> i
1: think some of that smoke thing is cgi I, I can't tell if all of it is or if they had some elements no it, it looks all cgi
0: i like how in this part it's not just in his imagination or just affecting him it, yeah, it affects everyone in the town. Yeah. Like it makes the yeah. stakes a little bit bigger.
1: Though it's a little bit unclear as to what the smoke does at first.
0: But it's obviously destroying things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I and so. I like
0: how they, they bring it back to the moon. And then Monkey. Monkey. <laughs> yeah. Mama. And the the sisters are just so creepy. And then his mom. And shot. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, this. Ah, I love this moment. It was so cool. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's what she used to be like. You're like, that's where the, the moon daughter was. You yeah. know, that's what she was like. So this, this would be, yeah, the refusal of the call moment here.
1: Actually, isn't the refusal of the call in the um, whale, when they're in the whale talking? No. Mm-mm. No, because yeah.
2: that's after this. Well, you, you said something in the hero's journey that made me think of, like, this moment right here. You, like, read something, and I was like, oh, that's no, flying it, away. Like, it. It, it had the words. And Often
0: they're... when the call is given, the future hero must first refuse... Often he first refuses to heed he it. This may be blah, 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 blah. Hang on. Once the hero has committed to the quest, consciously or unconsciously, his guide and magical helper appears, which... <gasps> Is right where we He's are. He's committed to do the I? quest unconsciously. He every went unconscious.
1: Little, <laughs> every little hair had to be animated yeah. individually. It hurts me inside.
0: And <laughs> I love the look of the snow. The snow.
3: Yeah. Just,
0: all of Monkey's hair had to be animated. I know. It Monkey drives uh, another mind blown. I just, how do you do that? I, I don't know. I think it's interesting that Monkey has a scar... Over one of her eyes, but it's the opposite eye of mm-hmm. his mom.
3: Hmm, I didn't notice that.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's the same scar, pretty much.
0: I kind of like I liked and disliked Monkey. She, I felt out of the the trio, the questing trio, or her Beetle and Kubo. Mm-hmm. She was the most Disney-like.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. I couldn't
0: identify why she I felt like, Disney.
1: I felt like Beetle is the most Disney because he's the comedic,
0: comedic relief. Yeah. But he doesn't... Why I felt he wasn't is he's not just
3: comedic relief.
0: He is... We'll get into it when he's introduced, but he's more than that, which I thought was really good. Monkey felt a little more one-dimensional in that she's just... She
1: felt like the female sidekick.
0: She's just the mothering one. Hmm. She mothers. That's what she does. Well, she's his mentor.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like (laughs) like how, like,
1: totally dead pan she is
0: you might be very dry <laughs> yeah. tempted to complain about the smell <laughs> yeah. of the dead <laughs> so whale
2: <laughs> so is this the moment where in that they're in the belly of the whale
0: uh-huh. uh, no this is this is um
1: that looks so yummy
0: stage three supernatural aid um Oh, well, right here in this scene, more often than not this supernatural mentor will present the hero with one or more talismans or artifacts that will aid him later in his quest. Well, technically she Monkey was, was
3: She a is a talisman and but also um, she gives him a talisman. Yeah,
0: well, he gives she makes the bracelet. Is the main
2: talisman.
1: I really like the writing right here. It's really funny and like snappy.
2: Only three?
3: That's
0: the first question. <laughs> <laughs> I like how annoyed she is. She reminds me of Han Solo. <laughs> In some ways. Of uh, who? Han Solo. Oh, right. <laughs> Just how dry and yeah. annoying. She's actually
1: kind of like K2SO, actually.
0: I like where he's like, I called you Mr. Mr. Monkey.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I think that, spoiler, that... I think that she's being way more dry because she's trying not to be so motherly. Like she doesn't want him to know that. And she's, she's his mom, and so she's. I think she's purposefully being not herself. Like she's purposefully being the I, kind of brusque. I don't know. I have a hard time with that because she didn't strike me like his mom at all, and so also I, I f- felt like she's a more like a reincarnation. Of his mom right. than actually his mom. Like, she's a different character. Well, she feels more like his mom when she was the moon princess. Yeah.
1: And that she's trying to force down her own feelings about leaving him.
0: <laughs> I like that she's, she's very real. <laughs>
3: I did, this scene do I have good. to do everything? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I... You know what? It's her eyes. The way she looks at him.
0: I thought that was an interesting callback now that I know that she's (laughs) his mom. That he blew on her food at the beginning when he was feeding her. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was Uh like, oh, that's interesting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who here finds loud slurping annoying?
2: (laughs) Not me.
0: Not me. (laughs) (laughs) So I think this is actually... The cross into the next stage, uh, crossing the crossing first the first threshold. threshold. Yeah, they they kind of coming at the same time, but you the the three stages can also be like labeled the separation and then the initiation and then the return. So this stage is when he's crossing from separation, his, yeah, into separation, and he's going into initiation. Or, you know, like the middle of the story where he's actually on his adventure. So, technically, even though he's far away from home, he isn't acting like it. But here she's telling him the actual stakes and telling him to take it seriously. Yeah, and he's beginning to accept. And then, well, this is also the next one, which is conveniently called the belly of the whale. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny.
1: I liked that. Here. What? What was
0: it? Here comes the, the talisman, the yep. talisman. And then It was at this moment that I realized why it was called the two strings. Kubo and the Two Strings. I felt like they they had to name it that. Kubo and the Two Strings to like I don't know, it pointed my attention at that. Oh, that's going to come back later.
3: Mhm. Yeah,
0: because it, it's in the title. So it's important. <laughs> <laughs> So in the belly of the whale, the belly of the whale represents the final separation from the hero's known world and self. By entering this stage, the person shows their willingness to undergo a metamorphosis. Yeah, so I don't think that happens in this scene. I think it's more in the next one. I think they did a good job of of Monkey, of that she's very brusque and like she's very protective, but you can still see that she mm-hmm. cares, she about, cares him. about him.
3: Yeah
2: which I think they did a really good
1: job of that. And then that shot with the eyelid, <laughs> I've always wanted to
3: do one of those shots. Okay, this guy, I don't like. You don't the like little... Hanzo? Little Hanzo? I don't
1: like how unexplained he is. Like, he yeah. is another whole other thing that seems to know. He's a piece of
0: magic that... with its own mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a magic being that doesn't make sense.
2: Like
3: Olaf. <laughs>
1: yeah he's it's like he knows things that they don't so where how did they create him i i don't know it just it this one didn't yeah, i mean i i, I like I him he's funny and but it it's it's a little too convenient that he shows up and knows exactly where to go
0: i don't know I, for some reason i'm okay with it
2: though. yeah because also the characters have I'm no idea where to go to at this point Right.
0: They did a they did a good job of showing that he's like. He's pointing the way. So this this is also part of crossing the first threshold. Mm-hmm. Here, that he's he's having to take the first steps. Toward actually, beginning his quest. Even though he's been pushed to it, he hasn't officially started yet. I agree. Like, now that you point that out, it bothers me a little. But mm-hmm. I didn't notice it before. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the best bad idea yeah, we have. <laughs> I I think I in my brain I attributed it to that he's a miniature Hanzo and so he has some of Hanzo with him in some way. But now that I know the whole story, I that can't really be the case right. since Hanzo's not dead. Well, I and think Hanzo had already been on this quest.
1: Yeah.
3: Or has I,
1: I I would have <laughs> liked it if like that that was something that that thing, that soldier was something his mother built or that he had had with him from since the beginning. Like, like the monkey.
3: monkey. yeah,
1: like, like that. You know, something that it would make a little more sense. But you had seen him make it just a couple days ago.
2: Well, well, not for the first time, supposedly. But, yeah, that he made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: It's
0: mm-hmm. interesting. So the music for scenes like this, uh, the music was composed by Dario Marinelli. Um, he actually had to compose it before they animated the scene.
1: Oh, the, the three-string thing?
0: Yeah, the, the Japanese guitar thing. It's, more, it's, it's, it's closer t- to a banjo. I can't remember what it's called.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Look at all that animation! Oh! Oh! <laughs> but, um, yeah, he had to do it beforehand so that they could match Kubo's hand movements to the music. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which... I don't know how you do how that. do you do that? I don't know. How do you compose for a scene? that Brain just fits? died. I well I guess they storyboarded it.
1: Yeah. The, these things you you have to like only do what you can. <laughs> well, I right.
0: that Hughes, <laughs> like how that he like just having fun being a kid and then she's just like, take this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> he has I encourage kid. you not to die. <laughs> I love the
1: very obvious lick and stick.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> So has he crossed the first threshold
3: yet? Um.
0: He, um well, he's still kind of doing refu- refusal of the call. And yeah. Well, that's what it's kind of saying that he's he's actually crossed into doing the quest, which is what this says about crossing the first threshold. The belly of the whale is when he is finally separated and mm. finally accepts the quest. So I feel like that's that's what this is coming up. <laughs> Lame
3: excuse.
0: <laughs> But this one this one was a good job out. He he like thought of mosquitoes and then they turned into them without him meaning to. Like they really showed that he he doesn't have control. And that monkey's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and scary. Monkey is scary. I like this huge statue that they're walking past in the background. Yeah. It provides depth. It kinda shows that there was something massive that happened.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I this movie really gets away with not explaining geography at all. Yeah. yeah. And you don't question it. You're no. not like I'm so confused about where they are.
1: Cuz something interesting happens in each location. It doesn't just show a bunch of sweeping shots of a desert, mm-hmm. a forest, a waterfall.
0: Yeah, they were in the forest, now they're in like snow. they have stuff happening and in each. And because they don't have a location that they're trying to reach. Right. Like, I feel like a lot of quest movies are like, we gotta get to the end, here's the map, here's how we get there. But they don't actually have any locations they're going for. They're mm-hmm. just following little Hanzo. Mm-hmm. I thought this, this <laughs> I loved that moment. <laughs> I yeah. don't know, it was a little on the nose <laughs> for me. <I> was <laughs> like, You're <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're talking about adventuring, and Monkey's like, something terrible could happen at any moment. moment. And. <laughs> introduction of my favorite character. I like Beetle. He's awesome.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Although he has a very southern, <laughs> non-southern accent. <Yeah>. I like <laughs> his eyes. They're really cool. They're like
3: yeah.
2: they're like slightly glowing, sort of. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's not much to say about this scene except for it's funny. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I really
1: like his character design, too. Though I really want to know what he looks like without the helmet.
0: Maybe maybe that's why I felt like he wasn't as Disney's because a beetle is not normally a sidekick mm-hmm. in this way. <laughs> <sighs> he reminds me a lot of uh Cronk. Yeah. A <laughs> <But> <laughs> He's better. Beetle <laughs> is better. Beetle is, is, is more, he has a little bit more depth than Kronk, but he reminds me of Kronk. <laughs> I like how he's like, you're wearing your robes. Wait.
3: <laughs>
0: I love this speech here. <laughs> <laughs> I, was cursed. I was cursed. Trapped in this cursed, cursed state. Cursed. cursed. <laughs> you like. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. And the the other one is the eyelids one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm,
1: I like the animating right there. Yeah. There seems to be many things he finds out just on that quest with him that in the last, like, what, 10 years he hasn't figured out already.
0: i am either there's never a really
3: bad horror. Yeah. <laughs> I like
0: that he, like, he provides light like he is the comedic relief. And the detail on all this stuff. Oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite joke. Yeah. It's a sound or a smell. No. And monkeys like, you must get a, a lot, lot of flashes. <laughs> <laughs> indicating that he smells. I like this shot where he like he creeps up and he's like right there. <laughs> 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 oh he's so fun i think that's why i kind of like <laughs> beetle he, he represents the fun side of adventure yeah mm-hmm. and i like the animation of like he acts like he has two arms but he really has four like the animation on his
3: mm-hmm.
0: with his forearms I also think the blocking in the scene is really good. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the cinematography is very good also.
0: You're never confused about... Conflict! Where. It's happening! i sorry. <laughs> where, where anyone is. <laughs> Lizzie and I have been having fun pointing out conflict, conflict. to each other. Oh. Where? Because a lot of films, they'll be like... He'll be like, I will go on your quest with you. And then they'll be like, okay. okay and then bye. they just leave. But no, here they got to argue about it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love this moment. It was so fun. <laughs> with the arrows.
2: Where he's like, I don't know what I can do, but I'll try something.
3: <laughs> he like, looks so Polk. epic. Is what I call... And
0: watch his second arm. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice <And this> line. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> he, he's one of the more non- <laughs> fitting into, like, the voice and his writing. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't quite fit in the Japanese world. Mm-hmm.
3: But. <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was <just> my favorite <laughs> line. I was.
0: It, It's funny, though, that he tried to not have a Texas accent, but it peeks out. Every <laughs> so often there's a really, really twangy word and you're like, Ugh. he's drawling. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have Awkward.
3: <laughs>
0: I like how Beetle, like, when you as a person have a choice of how you're going to use your arms, you know, you could, like, settle for two different ways of doing something.
3: Mm-hmm. Or
0: you have two, like, layered emotions. So with his arms, he can display more than one emotion. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't notice that so, like, his bottom set of hands will be doing something different than his top set of hands. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think that this kind of skips the belly of the whale step. I think it, it kind of, of it all combined. It kind of was in there. Of Now is like, on his quest. He's not thinking about how he doesn't want to be doing this anymore. And we've kind of moved on to the second act, which is initiation. And the first stage in the second act is the road of trials, which is a series... Of
2: don't touch anything, the <laughs> he they touch they look
0: like the naughty <laughs> father and
3: son, which they are,
0: and it's like, it's, they have, like... Mom said don't touch <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> so the road of trials is a series of tests that the person must undergo to begin the transformation. So that's kind of just like, often the person fails one or more of these tests. Which the tests often occur in threes. Yeah. <laughs> So, here we go. This is one of the first tests to get the first plot coupon.
1: <laughs> trying to get Beetle to stand up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the test. No. To See, like, get the sword there unbreakable. There he is, like, up to his, like reaching with his other set of arms. Yeah. Like, his animation yeah, is. is really good. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and
1: I like that the, that wasn't the sword.
0: It makes me curious how exactly...
1: That it sword got, got
0: there. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think what you were saying, Annie, about, like, the various stages being a little mixed up in this part, mm-hmm. I think that's common. Yeah, but, like, usually, like, the call story. to adventure and the refusal of the call are kind of, like, the more, like, defined ones. And then the, the other three, the supernatural egg crossing the first threshold in the belly of the whale, can be kind of compressed. And yeah. I think that's kind of what happened. Well, it said at the beginning that mm. Joseph Campbell, the guy who wrote it, he said that not every story has all of the 17 stages. They, yeah. mi- they mix and match, and that's this what makes the stories interesting. The bones rising from the floor and rising up was really cool. Ah, uh, this yeah. guy was awesome. That yeah. moment where... And this yeah.
1: this animatronic is like 16 feet tall in real life. Like, they actually built this giant thing.
0: I love this. The sword unbreakable! Uh. <laughs> it broke! <laughs>
1: More like this. <laughs>
0: Does it mean just the handle? <laughs> yeah, but I was yeah, I was watching the behind-the-scenes for this. So this set it is incredible. They, um, because of how big the, the skeleton is, they actually had to have a really big set. But those tiles of jade, um, each one was like layers and layers of resin. It took about 40 hours to make one tile.
3: Oh, God. They Wait, only all the
0: background? Yeah. The green stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But they only made... Um, a certain amount of it the rest is CGI just because it was so time consuming Mm -hmm. to actually all the 3D printing for the entire film took uh, upwards of a year of solid printing I Mm -hmm. think is what I or it might have been two
3: years. I don't. Think it's so funny to it. see
1: how long it takes him to find the sword because obviously all you need to do is look for a hero prop, <laughs> <laughs> like look for the sword that looks the best out of all of them, and then that's gonna be the one.
2: Well, then I know the the first two that she picks are like these dull gray ones. Yeah, you're like, oh, those are gonna
3: break. Yeah, yeah.
0: I like it though. It's sword? not your average action scene though with mm-hmm. needing to grab swords and break them. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, foot. <laughs> <laughs> That one was. That well, one was like a little. Okay. <laughs> you can. fly? Yeah. Apparently I can. I have a hard time believing that he never flew in right. all It's the been time. 10 years at least. <laughs> I like how. Well, he's, maybe he never had like a chance. I like how he's not, met, he's, he's not good at it when he does it.
1: Yeah. Also, this looks painful.
0: Oh, like, just eliminated Cyril so Swords.
1: Someone should have gotten stabbed. But look, look for his, the shiniest his, one. The guitar's the shiny
0: play. one. It's just not your average action scene here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like
0: how the, the sword unfindable. He says the sword uncomfortable. <laughs> I know he's hilarious.
2: Well, I think something that is interesting about this movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> and here
3: <laughs> is oh, is that
2: is that the action scenes they're actually not too action packed. They're like you guys are all laughing doing it because it's actually quite comedy packed. Yeah. And, and they're actually really slow when you think about them.
1: Like, there's not much happens very quickly. I like yeah, that
3: moment. But no, if you
1: think about it, that each, all of this is stop motion animated. So it actually is, this is a lot to do. A lot of yeah. action.
0: This yeah. sequence probably took months and months animating.
1: And now you know he has the sword because it's the last very, animated. extremely shiny.
3: Pretty.
1: The, and it gets its own eyes. shot. You, <laughs> Whoop. Yeah. Yep, that's the sword.
0: And like, how does he know? He goes, yes. Well,
2: because the blade went.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he passed his first trial. Which I think it's interesting that it makes sense that all the bones fall because they were all falling down
3: on the floor. I
1: really wanted him to come out of his nose right there.
3: And then he goes. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And here we see that Beale does have eyelids.
3: It's.
0: Interesting, because the action scenes, the point isn't just to have action. And that really shows. The point is to find the sword and the emotional stakes that are part of that. <laughs> it's very interesting.
1: This is me getting a back rub.
3: <laughs> 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 what
0: is she putting on his wings? We don't know.
1: Wing stuff? <laughs> Wing lotion? I love that he's really, really horrible with a sword. <laughs>
0: and, he's she, just, like, and she's such a mom. <laughs> Shut down! down. he's like...
2: Fine. <laughs> I wanted to play with the sword.
0: <laughs> I want to know where he learned such bad manners if he and his mom has such a good relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he interacted with all the other people no, in the village. I didn't quite get this scene where immediately they... Like, Monkey has been the leader so far, so I'm like... Dude, nah, look there. He's doing two emotions with his hands. Yeah, but I didn't get why suddenly Monkey and Beetle have to agree. You know, it's like well, because they're trying to—they both agree they need to go forward, but they're disagreeing on how to do it. I I kind of felt this scene was heavy-handed and the whole the two married parents. couple y- yeah
3: mm-hmm.
0: vibe yeah. But I liked how, like, natural Beetle and Monkey were together. Like, she starts being nice to him. And, yeah. like, it makes sense that they like each other because they are technically married. But <laughs> it doesn't feel awkward. Like, you don't feel like they're pushed together. You
3: know
1: what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Though, it, I didn't know it really at first that they were both... You know, his parents
3: it, yeah
1: but watching it again i'm like how did i miss that at all
0: i i totally i didn't think they were literally his parents uh-huh. but i was like i'm getting a family vibe <laughs> so i getting like this is his new family yeah sort of vibe well you're like obviously monkey and Beetle were meant to be together
1: i suspected monkey you know definitely
0: I think it was after that you learned Monkey is his mom that I was like, oh, Beetles, so much is that. But before before you learned the monkeys is his mom, I was kind of like, is this turning into a love story? <laughs> I'm not sure I like that. Yeah. It's supposed to be Kubo's story. I kind
2: of you know? had that feeling, too. Like, this is sort of weird. Oh, you don't with, see this. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, But
1: beautiful Monkey and Beetle together had more chemistry than any of the characters in Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over oh, oh. burn. <laughs> you had to
3: do it. You had to do it. So
0: the next... Um, oh, look at that. See, now they did, so oh, they did pretty. forest, they did snow, and then they did, like, caves, and now they're doing, like, ocean and And water. this is total father-son scene. Let's yeah. Here. <laughs> the next um, stage is called Meeting with the Goddess, and I'm reading this, and I don't think this one is in this at all. It's... Mm. unless the goddess is his grandfather.
1: It's interesting that he puts his arrow on the outside.
0: But I don't think so. No, I think we, meaning with the goddess is when his mom when when monkey tells him that oh,
3: she's maybe. his mom. Oh maybe.
0: So the next the next stage is actually the one that happens next, I think. Woman woman as temptress is the name of this stage, but it's actually um, in this step, the hero faces those temptations often of a physical or, or pleasurable nature that may lead him or her to abandon or stray from his or her quest. In this one, it's the eyes, mm-hmm. which is also the next trial. So they, they, they're, like, combining pieces of the hero's journey here. I like this scene where Beetle and Monkey are being mm-hmm. nice to each other and Kugel's like,
3: oh... <laughs> <laughs> You're being weird. weird.
0: <laughs> See, now they're hanging a lantern on it. You know, yeah. <laughs> they knew that they were acting weird, and Kubo is, <laughs> and Monkey is us. Poke.
3: Okay. Oh, that made me hungry raw. for some poke. Uh,
0: I don't like raw fish. Just saying, any kind of raw <gasps> fish. So good. That's this scene definitely sauce gives you the family vibe. Well, it's, it's supposed to. I couldn't tell if it was on the nose or not.
2: <laughs> no Annie, that's on the helmet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they're like Yes. Must <laughs> you play with your food. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh that that's a very heavy handed shot right there. And then Yeah.
0: Well, it's a kids' movie though. You get you yeah. you're allowed your fair share of heavy handed shots.
1: Is this a kids' movie?
0: I,
3: yes.
0: Yeah, I would say that.
1: Uh, It's more of a family movie. It's a
0: family movie. I like what a lot of reviewers say, that it doesn't uh, pander to kids. Mm -hmm. You know, it really, it doesn't try and hide some of the heavier themes. Um, Yeah. Which I liked, because it it makes it feel more real and just different. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe that Zootopia won Best Picture over this. Best Animated Feature. Oh, no way. This scene is actually interesting mm. because they're talking about being a hero in everyday things. You know, you know, they're talking about that in order to be a hero you don't have to run around in shining armor. That you know, they're ta- they're talking about the the selfless right. part of being a hero kind of.
1: And I really like and Oh yeah. What?
0: And and family and yeah. mm-hmm. Being selfless and family and stuff. And it's funny because Beetle, who is Hanzo, asks Kubo what he was like really uh, like when he wasn't adventuring when Kubo asked his mom what his dad was like earlier.
1: um, And I like that, that you kind of it fills in a little bit about what he was feeling with his mom. You know? Yeah. And those,
3: Look
0: at those leaves. Each I one know. had to be animated. Gosh.
1: They said that sequence took... I think it said 19 months to do that whole sequence, the boat building sequence, and.
0: Oh. Well, this whole fight sequence here with the.
1: Yeah. Oh 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 yeah, the whole boat sequence. With the
0: boat took 19 months. But.
1: It's I mean it's coming up really soon. But, this the fight scene is like really cool for being stop motion. I know.
0: So, this is kind of what I meant by Beetle isn't just the comic relief. Right. He's not just standing off to the side, cracking jokes. He's part That's, of it. Yeah. And I liked that he immediately assumed him as the warrior. He's the one who's going to go down there. You know, it's not about yeah. Kubo has to find all the elements. Their group to get there has to do it. And he's the best one to do it at this mm-hmm. point.
1: Can Beatles mm-hmm. hold their breath for a long time underwater?
3: I have. Cool.
0: <laughs> I like that Kubo's the one telling him the dangers down there.
3: Yeah. That's a
0: different that's like a different setup than usual. Normally mm-hmm. it's like the kid who's like reckless and wants to go do something, and it's the parents going, No, oh. no, it's dangerous. <laughs> oh yeah. mm-hmm. that heavy-handed romance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the This is the second trial on the Road of Trials, but they're also combining it with the idea of being tempted away from your quest. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And we reintroduce the sisters. And you introduce their weapons because before they didn't Mm -hmm. have weapons.
1: That, That was something that wasn't actually clear to me the first time was that the storm and the sister showing up are unrelated
0: I'm not sure that are they, they are unrelated I think they are related because mm-hmm. now
1: they just realized where they're at because they're they're still on the, they're on the ice right here you know
0: I like that this one you show that they went like very clearly showed that they went like two different directions
1: do, do they ex- ever explain why they went in two different directions
0: yeah cuz they they're said they're still looking for him no cuz so. she said he's looking for the armor and they said okay I'll go pre- we better prepare for him. And so the other sister went oh, straight. Because right. the they know where. It right,
1: is. right, right. Did they know that they had already found the sword?
0: I don't know. And wow. yes.
1: Oh. Probably Ow. if they're following them along. This
0: fight is. This
1: whole sequence is. Yeah, really this whole cool. sequence
0: is really cool. It's the lighting and the wind and the rain. Oh man. It's like.
3: I
2: actually did not like this sequence. What? Oh and it's because it's stop motion animated mm-hmm. that i got i got lost i mean all the underwater stuff i liked but the fight scene with monkey and the sister i don't know like my eyes couldn't comprehend what was happening cuz there wasn't enough motion blur right. and and stuff yeah. like that that would be there in another film i think it was because it was stop motion that i got lost several times
1: very or, high contrast with very little motion blur is really jarring to the eyes
2: yeah so not that I didn't like the sequence, I didn't like oh, the oh, way it was shot it was in this shot. movie. Sorry.
0: <laughs>
2: but I do like that shot.
0: The eye, the eyeball. We were watching a special feature about them. It's like how how big Max at least. They, they're six, six,
1: about six foot. four, four or five feet at least.
0: Whoa, that's huge. And yeah. it's this big, yeah. like light thing that they made that has like uh, like a reflective fabric inside, and that's what gives it that crinkly texture. And then in front of their light, there's three plastic lenses that are kind of molded differently, and then they rotate. So when the when you turn the light on, it has like this kind of like mottledy, crinkledy, mm-hmm. reflective, reflective or glowy ref- orb um, thing refracted. going on. Refracted. Yeah. That's the right word.
1: I can't figure out how they did that swinging. I thought
0: this was really interesting in her dialogue was that she's she's not just a bad guy, you know? we get to hear her side of the her of Kubo's parents' story and what she, uh, uh-huh. what the sisters feel about it, which was really interesting, I thought.
1: Yeah. And I like the boat is starting to fall apart, and that's how, you, how she was able to tell that Kubo was in danger.
0: Yeah, that was a good setup. And the uh, shadow. Yeah. And little Hanzo.
2: So Max you were saying about the spinning? Mm-hmm. I don't know this for sure but they could
1: have a spinning
2: you know it, motion blurred Oh they, o- yeah they, do. Object. And
1: they they had it in a different spot in the film uh with Hans or um Little Hanzo's sword when he swings his yeah. the sword they have one that's fake motion blurred but there's there's other there's some moments of this her spinning her knives that it it doesn't look like that like it looks like actual motion blur
2: they, they might have added post blur in a few shots just to make it feel better like like I that little we're...
1: exchange between um
2: Beetle and the sister that that was really shaky and blurry mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so I, I'm wondering cool. how is
1: he holding his breath for so long
3: yeah
0: uh, this was this whole sequence was just.
1: This one was, that was a little bit heavy handed right there. Uh,
0: Actually, yeah. that one confused me. I didn't get that. Beetle! Yeah I didn't get that they told him <laughs> that Monkey was his mom. Yeah. It wasn't until she said, my son, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Later. But I really like how all the hits really land and the. The fight scenes, like they all, they look really powerful. They look like you know, like all their kicks and stuff. Interesting that you don't, you still don't know exactly who the Moon King is or what that is. Right. Like you get reference to it here. She said, you know, still confused by how you people down here, oh, monkey.
1: (laughs) That one looked painful.
0: Oh, it still looks painful. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I find it very interesting that you have a villain set up, but you don't really know anything. But they can still be the villain.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What was that? That's, that's her, her face. face.
3: That's her, yeah, that's her mask. Her oh, oh. Oh, that's what I didn't face.
1: catch that the fir- first time. I didn't either. Wow. I didn't know what the end of the
2: action scene
0: was. It's fine. They don't really ever show death. Right. In this movie, and s- sometimes no, it can be confusing. The end. <laughs> yeah. They don't show the killing blow ever, shall I say?
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: So this is the meeting with the goddess. Okay. So the meeting with the goddess is kind of hard to define. It seems like. This is the point when the person experiences a love that has the power and significance of the all-powerful, all-encompassing, unconditional love that a fortunate infant may experience with his or her mother. (laughs) Since she is his mother. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of makes sense. Oh, man, this sequence. I
1: I didn't like that the boat rebuilt itself with him just waking up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I found it interesting that it rebuilt itself and then he woke up. Like that was an mm. interesting way to do it. But it didn't feel a little like
3: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not sure that would actually work. Mm-hmm. Right. So then she's like, like, no. She doesn't like, her. And you And this was the moment where I went, Wait, what? Yeah, and I I, I kinda
2: didn't like it because I was like, it kinda <laughs> just ends right there. I wish they talked about it a little bit more. I mean they oh, talked about they oh. kinda do it in this scene, but <clears throat> Yeah, Yeah, you're just like, you're my mom. And she's like, yep, you're my son. And then that was over. Except for, I mean, they sort of talk about it in this scene, but it feels really weird to, like, fade to a new scene to talk
1: about it. Right. Well, it, a lot of movies actually do that. <clears throat> it's...
0: Another one of my favorite beta lines. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like this scene, because <clears throat> this is the scene where she's actually being herself. She's different than when she was before. Like she's softer and less. Oh, that moment, <laughs> total father son. So what? What is the point of the meeting with the goddess in the grand scheme of the story? I haven't figured okay. it out yet. Um, like what is supposed to It's kind of do. like his respite halfway to mm. the to the end of his goal. He feels love. This is what he's fighting for, sort of thing. Yeah.
1: At first, I felt this was weird, but then it makes sense that he's playing, but um, she's controlling all the paper. Beautiful. You know, Sorry. Uh, yeah. She's controlling all the paper. So, is his power that he can control wood?
0: He can control anything. Cause later, he controls like he controls curtains and stuff. Yeah. I like how all the leaves turn into stars in the moons.
1: That's a cool shot right there
0: too. I uh, this movie does great at not not piling all of the necessary information on you right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like just, uh, so many films do that, little by little, it's just revealing a little bit more and a little bit more, and you get more depth into the yeah. characters. Not that they weren't deep before, but now there there's even more there.
1: Um, And I like that the exposition that they do is, like, in a story that they're telling. So it makes sense that they're having a moment of exposition here. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And not just, like, giving you all this information.
3: Beetle!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love you, monkey! (laughs) He just doesn't quite get it there. Makes me... I like the story of like his of his parents but I also wonder about when did Hanzo fall in love with her? You, right. you get when, when she When he saw her, when he stopped to look at her?
1: Mhm. Oh, her that's first sight.
0: when he fell in love mm-hmm. with her after yep. she was trying to kill him?
1: Yep. yep. No, he was going to kill her, right? Or no, no, no. No,
0: she no, was no. coming. He to was kill after him. the armor. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. At this point, you don't know why um, the Moon King wants Kubo's eyes. You still don't know that, but that's what they open with, and and you're not wondering about it. You know, I mean, yeah. you're still. Curious I'm still about wondering about that, yeah,
3: Kind of, <laughs> kind of, but <laughs> it's
0: not like why aren't they answering this question? You know, you don't have yeah. that feeling. This movie, for a story, they tell a lot of stories in it. I know. And and it fits. Yeah, I
1: really like it.
2: Well, so right here is the explanation for his eye.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Yeah.
1: Because he can't have human eyes, basically.
0: No, his grandfather wants him to be blind, to. I
3: I found that so
0: interesting that one of the words she used was perfect. perfect. Yeah. Kind of the whole, like, the whole trio and the whole theme of family is that each one of them is kind of rough around the edges. edges. You know, Beetle's kind of obtuse and <laughs> <laughs> um, impulsive and Monkey's overprotective and Kubo doesn't know what he's doing. You know, they each have this area <laughs> where they're not perfect. <laughs> and it's very interesting that that's what you used to describe the Moon King, the villain.
2: I like how he was, like, you're hurt, and then she slaps his hand away, and he's like, ow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the next two phases are um, atonement with the father. In this step, the person must confront and be initiated, uh, yeah, initiated by whatever holds the ultimate power in his or her life. In many myths and stories, this is the father or a father figure who has life and death power. This is the center point of the journey. So that's obviously his grandfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's actually just what happens next is the dream of his grandfather. Mm-hmm. I love this moment. This is when you feel like Monkey and Beale got, like, serious with each other. But then...
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then
0: Beetle. is Beetle. And it's awesome. It's so It's <laughs> so fun. <laughs> <laughs> This is the moment where I went. He's so totally Hanzo because if, you know, they're obviously like falling in love, and then if she's Kubo's mom, then then I was going. But then who's Beetle? And I was like, well, Duh. 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 yeah, <laughs> obviously. I had the thought when you first meet Beetle, just because he is a Beetle and mm-hmm. the oh, house. that's is the
1: instrument right there, a shamisen, shamisen.
0: Oh, his grandfather's look is so cool. I think, but he's like, mm. he's all white and... Colorless. Is it just me, or does the, like, the moon emblem on his chest plate look like the Death Star? <laughs> <laughs> he does kind of look like, what's his face from... Tarkin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks like Tarkin. He does look like... And sounds like Voldemort and Ramsey's. He looks I better than like Tarkin
2: <laughs> did in real <Rogue> life. <laughs> you
3: <One>. person go. <laughs> I think that is he it. No. Real. <laughs> he looks
1: more real than the CGI <laughs> Tarkin. <laughs> Oh yeah, look at it—it's a Death Star. Yeah,
3: looks like a Death uh, Star. <laughs> or an eyeball. Or something, but.
1: This one—I'm not sure why this was in there. It, it looked like it just the thing to show, like, look what our animators can do.
0: No, it's—it's it's a dream made out of paper, which grandfather has the same magic powers of manipulating paper. I thought it was a nice tie-in.
1: How, how did he know that was his father's fortress? Uh, Cause it had a big
2: beetle horns on the top.
0: Yeah. Oh. And remember at the beginning when his mom was telling the story.
2: Oh, and okay. he, it
0: ends at a fortress and that's where she forgets. Or she kind of trails off. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that in his grandfather's dialogue he said I am blind in both eyes but that means I see double as much. Where they l- they have like all sorts of wordplay with Yeah, them. but like his his grandfather was saying Oh, this whole parent moment here. (laughs) (laughs) But his grandfather was basically saying that by becoming blind, he (laughs) uncomfortable. uncomfortable. (laughs) But his grandfather was, like, suggesting that because he was blind, he, like, ascended to a higher level. So, like, his grandfather was trying to suggest to Kubo that giving up his other eye would be a good thing
3: which is kind
2: of creepy. I I like the motif that just happened well not motif but little thing he put little hanzo away yeah, as as he's deviating that. from the actual uh journey that little hanzo would take him on mm-hmm. perhaps
1: I and, mean we never really know but cuz he puts him away And
0: oh, hanzo was pointing in a different direction wasn't he? I
1: didn't see I maybe didn't so know. or
0: something
1: and, and now we're in green summery bamboo
0: Yeah all the 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 diverse Locations like they they all look very different. It was interesting. That's what they said was so difficult about trying to do an epic quest story in stop motion is because they were constantly moving. They had to keep creating sets, Mm. and that was part Mm. of the most expensive, most time-consuming part of it. Uh, Mm. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, So what's the next?
0: uh, (laughs) What's the next (laughs) checkpoint here? (laughs) Um, Well, Atonement with the Father is technically next. No, we just did that. No, they haven't done it yet. He hasn't confronted him. Oh. Um. So apostasis is the next one after that, but I think they're not going to be in order. When someone dies, a physical death or dies to the self to live in spirit, he or she moves beyond the pairs. I think it's pain. No pairs of opposites. Don't know what that means. (laughs) To a state of divine knowledge, love, compassion, and bliss. Something different. Yeah, this is the point. Of I'm realization. looking at a flow chart, <laughs> which is a little bit easier to. Yeah, this is the point of realization in which a greater understanding is achieved. Armed with this new knowledge and perception, the hero is resolved and ready for the more difficult part of the adventure.
1: Yeah, so, so that kind of
0: happens right at the end in this one, though. But is and that this, when? This is this that when he
2: realizes where the helmet is?
0: Yeah, so they're about ready. to find. The end of one story is merely the beginning of another. Oh, that's funny. Um, (laughs) But they're about to figure out, like, the last pieces of the puzzle. And simultaneously, his parents get killed. Spoiler. And (laughs) (laughs) And so this is the atonement with the father, basically. Yeah. And apostasis, because his parents die. So it's when someone dies. And he comes to the realization of what he needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So... Did anybody else think that was like wanting to scream at Kubo that he was stupid for not figuring out that that was his grandfather in uh, his yeah, dream, and he's obviously like, leading you astray? <laughs> yeah, I think I was like, like I think this is where it's a not little put bit two like and two together here. Yeah, I think that's where
3: it it feels. Some a of the, bit the like trivia
2: pointed out that that um, painting that just opened on the door had the split between Kubo and his parents. Huh. And that that's like a metaphor for what's about to happen.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm. It's really interesting that I was listening to interviews. What they wanted to focus on, the director especially, loved Japanese culture and was really excited to have it be a part of this film. Um, <clears throat> what he was saying is that something that's very important to the Japanese culture is paying attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that they did. And just little things like that where... You wonder, did they think of that? Or did somebody realize that later? They probably Mm -hmm. thought of it in this case. Or like this one where the helmet helmet is painted on the door. So you're like, oh, the helmet's behind the door. And then...
1: And monkey.
0: It's like, uh, no, it's just the courtyard. And then, yeah, Beetle hangs a lantern. Okay, I missed the before where... Okay, I can kind of see it there hanging. I didn't get enough of a glimpse beforehand to realize what that was mm-hmm. so i'm guessing this is where the other sister went when they went in opposite directions yeah. in the other scene or is this atonement with father is his grandfather here no it's his aunt. oh yeah so they kind of so that doesn't come till later interesting so they're out of order which is what you do, because technically he's still on his road of trials. Sort mm-hmm. of. Sort of. <laughs> Except for we're having the, someone dies and we're coming to realize, like, all of the last bits of information.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I wish that the reveal of Beale being, you know, mm-hmm. his father was a little bit. A little bit different than this yeah this like one they were just being flat. told
0: this is what i felt from about here on out a lot of the story kind of falls flat for me which mm. i was i was trying to and figure out
3: why
1: that's something rachel and i were talking about last night was that this i feel like really should have been the climax of the movie or at least um oh, like that. right <clears throat> like when beetle dies mm-hmm. like the grandfather is the one that kills beetle instead of the sister like that. And then, and then it goes into that scene right here. Like, obviously there are some issues like why would the home would be here and stuff, but mm-hmm. it, it's like, this feels like a much better climax of the movie than the actual one that they had.
3: Yeah. I remember I when know. I, wa-
1: when I watched it first, it's like this,
3: this after this,
1: I don't like the movie anymore. Like I don't like anything that happens after this scene and sequence.
3: Huh. I
1: love how her mask is broken. Yeah. It's so creepy.
0: Monkey. <laughs> I
1: like her blades.
0: I, I like how they make the sisters different. Mm-hmm. They have different weapons, and the other one didn't have a pipe. Yeah. And,
1: oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm not and
0: scared. uh, monkey is always shown with a, a, a sword—just one sword. Like even when she. In the story she was telling, she only had one sword. Mm -hmm. So I think that was, like, her weapon, I guess.
2: Yeah, like, all of that motion blur, see there, Max? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of this is added. A lot of the camera shake is added.
0: I don't know, Max. I don't really agree with you on that one. On what? When I got to this point in the movie, just watching it the first time, I was, Mm like, I didn't feel ready for
1: well, yeah, and so that's I what I'm try. saying. It's like this is more emotional, though. There's more emotion and stuff in here, and I don't like that his father just randomly dies right here.
0: fall bad and flee,
1: and then.
3: So Man, also, needed... sorry
0: go ahead
1: I, I really like the all the voice acting mm-hmm. like all of it his mother and then charlie stern and i don't know it just it's oh. just really good
0: i was surprised when beetle died no i wasn't i, I was like i was just waiting for it, it like...
1: yeah and it uh, i wanted them to be together for a little bit longer
0: i didn't it was a little awkward and weird I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like it it, it it took the conflict away. On some level it wasn't weird. On I didn't like the slow motion. Yeah, and slow motion
1: isn't super successful.
0: And it's confusing exactly what happened. Again, cuz they didn't show the death. Load.
1: Yeah, they they never show any deaths. Well, they show beetles con- They You never of. saw that you never see them. Oh. See it actually sticking through him.
0: So they show the mouse to say that she's dead.
1: And then they show that. They
0: show little Hanzo, and then they show his bow, and,
1: broken then, the bow and then the And the
0: broken like, monkey. Oh. You get what happened, but you're still like, I wanted to know how it happened. I
1: think that tear was not stop motion. I think they just dripped it down the...
2: Then how did they do the animating of the mouth
1: and stuff? It doesn't animate once the tear stops, or oh. once the tear goes down. The face stops moving once the tear... Comes out.
0: I'm glad that they had this two strings break here, uh-huh. and not because it would have been really weird if all the strings broke at once, uh, in the way that they're doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't get that before. I couldn't tell what that f- was a picture of. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not sure you were supposed to get it until he gets back to the village.
1: Yeah.
0: Tubu and the two strings mm. roll credits.
1: That does not look like it was long enough to go for his whole instrument.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but see, I like this part where you're like, whoa, uh oh, Kubo, watch out, <laughs> Kubo's mad. <laughs> I
1: I wanted him to use his powers a little bit more in the final battle, too. Yeah.
2: I
3: thought
0: that was the point
3: his though. His guitar was broken.
2: At the end he did. I think that was it. the
0: point, it was yeah. that he thought that the you know, the armor and stuff oh, was supposed yeah, to no, be help him defeat, and it wasn't really.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I
0: think this is kind of the reason why the movie falls apart is because now we're not quite sure what his quest is anymore. Like f- up until now, his quest has been to find the armor and and hide from his and hide from his grandfather. Yeah, and that, so now both of those things are done.
1: That's why I feel like either his grandfather should have killed Beetle, or the sister the sister should be more of the villain of the story rather than like, the grandfather.
2: Like, she should be chasing him or something at this point?
1: I, I'm not sure exactly. But he knows where the
2: helmet is, and so he has to put it on and then turn no, around and like fight. I don't know.
0: In order, like, this is where he feels, he's, like, getting ready for the final confrontation. If, like you said, his grandfather had been the one to kill Beetle, it, um, if... Uh, Kubo had the motivation to, you know, to be like, I'm going to get you, and, like, they show that Kubo is now going after his grandfather instead of him just waiting for his grandfather to show up. I don't know. It's interesting, looking ahead at the um, stages of the hero's journey, from here on out, it's kind of like, pick one of these as an ending. So I'm trying to... Um, I think we still haven't hit... Okay, here is the Atonement of the Father, really. He confronts the person who has power, life and death power over him. But it's also kind of mixed with the ultimate boon, which is the achievement of the goal of the quest. It's what the person went on the journey to get. Which is kind of the helmet. Well, the completion of the armor. He gathered he's all of the he's plot coupons. completed coupon. his plot coupon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... I like that line, I should have listened to my parents, because I'm like, yay, listen to your parents. (laughs) I like that this movie is... is... is an anti... adult parents, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what I really like about this movie. Like, so, what I feel like messes up with the ending is that in this scene... Kubo is definitely against his grandfather. He wants to defeat his grandfather. You know, mm-hmm. he's you know, he says I've got to kill you. But then later he saves his grandfather.
1: Yeah, oh, I hate that ending with what they do with his grandfather at the end. I really dislike that for some reason.
0: It's because I like it's it's funny cuz like You know, we've been saying we don't really like the ending Mm -hmm. from when his parents die on. Yeah. But I think, like, looking at the hero's journey, like, it's helping me understand why I don't like it. It's because we lost the goal.
1: Like, this
0: isn't part of his goal.
1: No, his goal was to get the stuff. So now that he has it, he's not.
0: We just didn't know what would happen when he got it. The goal, it's just, it's what they said at the beginning was whoever found all the pieces of armor would defeat the Moon King. That's all we know. But we why, don't know how. Yeah. We, we don't, don't know, know why we need to defeat the Moon King. <laughs> <laughs> well, besides that he wants to steal Kubo's eye. But
2: Well, right at the beginning when um, this when he first meets the sisters at, at night, Um. his mom, well, when his mom comes to save him, his mom said something like, now they'll never stop chasing you, now that they know where you are, kind of. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he was out for one night. So I wonder if it's, like, if that's just something that we forgot. You know? Like, he has to defeat them or they'll be chasing him the rest of his life, you know? But they kind of lost that. Maybe.
0: Yeah. We're still not, like, 100%. Like, they're talking about why they're chasing him, but it sounds like it's just because the Moon King doesn't want another... Betrayed yeah, child. Person? I don't know why. And as, like, a half moon child and half human, he has to give up his eyes to become part of the moon kingdom. It sounds like. Like, that's kind of what they're implying. hmm But, you know, you don't really understand why he's a threat to the moon king. Because he got all the armor. <laughs> Well, yeah, I but you don't understand, I don't like, understand why the, the person who has all the armor would be a threat.
1: Like wha- no, what? You,
0: no, what I don't, it's more of a pros- prophecy sort of thing. Mm. The person who gets the armor will defeat the Moon King.
3: Oh, I see.
0: Not I, that, because they have the armor. As it shows, he doesn't end up using the armor to defeat the Moon King. I <laughs> like how they keep coming back to the moon in this fight scene. He, The, the Moon King. They keep referencing the moon sequence which I think it's really
1: cool i wish there was a moment that was like when he threw the rock like it would go through grandfather but then when he touches the sword it like the sword doesn't But that might be a little bit too lord of the Ringsy. <laughs> it, it's so so finds <laughs> he's it's so <laughs> voldemort ramses right here yeah
0: and conveniently gets thrown into a graveyard <laughs>
1: with the sword there.
0: I liked this final fight. I mean, I get what you're saying about it. it's not as emotional as the other one.
1: Like him being epic is with without his instrument is not like he's not that good with a sword. Like it it, it doesn't match up like how he is acting here just doesn't match up to me.
0: I feel like it would if, if kind of what Rachel's saying, we knew what he was fighting for. Yes, so, like, yeah. we had a reiteration of, okay, I lost my family twice now. What is he fighting for? You know, there's no way that little Kubo here, who's not good with a sword, can defeat his grandfather. That's kind of the feeling that mm-hmm. you get. So you don't know why he's fighting. You don't know what's, you know, spurring him on, even though he's probably doomed to fail. And so, although this moment is really good, it fits with all the themes of the story, family, storytelling, the magic of the music, and the whole thing with his eyes being able to look
3: mm-hmm.
0: into another soul, have compassion, and stuff like that. It all completely goes with the theme so far, but it falls flat because you didn't feel like Kuba was missing that. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, they're just sitting here talking about it.
3: <sighs> no, I, I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> if Kubo
0: yeah. was missing it, you would get it from what is happening, and he wouldn't have to say it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wished
0: I, that they had gone into like a magic battle from here, not him just standing there talking and going, just strumming sometimes.
1: That's a cool shot though. Yeah. But I really don't like when he puts up the shield bubble. Here, it looks like something you would see in Tron.
3: <laughs>
1: if you if you look at oh,
0: it. I recognize this one. It's one of the, part of the Act 3 part of the hero's journey. The rescue from without. Just as a hero may need guides and assistance to set out on the quest, often he or she must have powerful guides and rescuers to bring them back to everyday life. Especially if the person has been wounded or weakened by the experience.
3: Mm.
0: So I he mean, has no family now.
1: Look at that. This is his family. That's, that shield bubble, that's so drawn.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't like that all the townspeople come.
1: Yeah. Why are they all at the graveyard?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm more like... Well, their town was destroyed, and that's where their ancestors are, Oh, right. Again, we don't see exactly what happens. Yeah. I don't know if I like that or not. I mean, I get it, but... And then... He's still blind I thought it eye. was really interesting that he's blind in the opposite, opposite. eye of Kubo. Yeah, huh. like you totally feel like that's Kubo's other eye right there. Yeah, I was
3: gonna be <laughs>
2: like, um, they didn't really explain it, but I wonder if that is like supposed to be Kubo's eye, you know, because he had it
1: somewhere. Does it is it, is the eye or is it like Kubo's eye? Is the one he has like the I same think as it Kubo's? it is. It's brown. No, it's. It's a little bit darker brown than Kubo's.
0: Yeah. See, this part, it's like, and the villagers are the ones that tell his grandfather. Yeah. How kind he is. Like, if it was Kubo, that would have been better because Kubo made the, the choice of, you are my family now.
1: Mm-hmm. And this this seems, selfish almost what the townspeople are doing.
0: Yeah. Why?
1: What they're telling is stuff that would like, benefit them. Yeah, in a way.
0: Oh, I didn't think that's what it was. Meant I don't by I don't it.
1: know. It it just it just struck me as off. Like I there was something about it that I just Huh. Didn't well,
0: I felt they were trying to fit it in with the whole theme of you're you were made up of your story. And so they're right. giving him a new story,
1: basically. But they're not. They're just telling him what what things he did, not like The story of his moves.
3: life. <laughs> I kind of
1: felt like it what felt a
2: little wrong to me was it felt like all of the townspeople had the secret communication that we weren't in on about yeah, what they how were gonna they do know what the heck is like i didn't even know that well, after he was a monster he was going to turn into a human that had one eye you know like I didn't even know yeah that that would happen so how did the townspeople plan for it and then start uh-huh. <laughs> like i yeah
3: So, we've
0: we kind of skipped some of the steps, and or like some of the steps. Of the hero's journey are kind of smooshed together. Check marks. So somewhere in here, there's supposed to be we're getting out of the last stage, and he's returning home. So sometimes you'll have like a refusal of the return, like they don't want to go home. But in this case, Kubo actually like the end was at his home. So they. They kind of skipped that one. And then, um, crossing the return threshold, retaining the wisdom gained on the quest, integrating that wisdom into a human life, and possibly sharing the wisdom with the rest of the world. I feel like that's not that one specifically, but this whole scene is the transition of... This is what he's learned, and mm-hmm. what he really wanted was his family, and he didn't end up with that. Yeah. And then there's master of two worlds, achieving a balance between the material and the spiritual, inner and outer world. I feel like that's kind of what this is, a where little he's bit. like looking for that without all the mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then freedom to live. Mastery leads to freedom from fear of death, which in turn is freedom to live. This is sometimes referred to as living in the moment, neither anticipating the future nor regretting the past. Eh, I don't know. That's the one thing I felt, felt again, that felt flat about the ending. You're not sure what Kubo does from here. You know? Yeah. You, I, it's missing that return moment of this is what he decided to do with his life without his parents.
1: I'm not sure about this ending shot here. Ah, uh, yeah. Going straight into the camera.
0: Like, this should have been, goodbye, Mom and Dad. I'm going to do something with my life.
1: Unless there, more, there, unless there was more of him, like, talking to the audience. I
0: did like that, where they put he the little voiceover at the end.
1: Uh,
0: Just because the, the whole storyteller. Thing. But I
1: wish there was a little bit more of that if they were going to look down the camera like they did. Like, I, I just wanted a little bit more, like, narration to, to deserve that. I don't know. I can't.
0: I was, maybe they needed to, the narration needed to call back to the beginning. So the whole beginning setup was that he loved to tell stories, but he never ended them.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: maybe that's what they were trying to say. This is the end of his story. You don't need to know more. But, again, the point was that stories live on. And so then the beginning of the end of one story is just the beginning of another. That sort of thing, and so it, I felt like it actually betrayed its own theme by not having. Uh, and this is what Kubo did with his life, you know? Did he just live in the village and tell stories? Did he do something? Well, they they made it out that he 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 found like he lost his parents, but he also gained he up gained, gained his grandfather of that. I suppose he, he now has got a new life yeah. with his
3: grandfather.
2: That's I actually kind of wished his grandfather was there in the open, in the, the ending, ending shot because yeah. it would have shown that he has something now, you know. Yeah. yeah or uh, he sees
0: he, his mom and dad floating down the river, turns around and walks towards his grandfather. Yeah. Sort of yeah. Thing, leaving yeah. one life behind, moving on to the next. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie was the guy wrote it, and then they said can you cut down the beginning? The beginning is too long. And so he did, like, the writers did a really good job of jam-packing the beginning with so much information so well. Because, like, the beginning is really good at giving you all the the information that... that you need without feeling like they're cramming it down your throat. I feel like... Oh, but sorry. then the ending, the it's like the ending loses, I don't know, complex, complexity? Like, compared to the beginning, the ending feels very simple and one-dimensional, whereas mm-hmm. the beginning is, like, telling you three different things in one scene. So I think it's interesting. Seems like the third act of the hero's journey is kind of just a pick and choose from this buffet of ideas and he didn't really end up on any of them you know we're missing the whole return part where we didn't feel like yeah he returned to life we don't know Mm -hmm. we don't know
1: um
0: and that's what makes it feel like slightly unsatisfying yeah
1: Mm -hmm. oh oh that's cool
2: yeah I really like this like end credits thing where they show off the skeleton, uh, set. Yeah.
3: They're
1: showing them building the skeleton set at, at, as part of the end credits. In stop motion.
0: Yeah. See, though, you had they had storyboards.
1: Complex animatics. And...
3: Uh,
0: <laughs> I like how it's wearing like half, samurai armor, but it's destroyed.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that really was cool.
0: There's just so many unique ideas, and even though the ending falls a little flat, it's still not bad, you know? Yeah. It's still a really good movie and it, so refreshing. I, that's just the word I want to use.
1: It, it's interesting because this is like the director and all the writers, this is like their first one or two movies. Like some of them have done, worked on Paranorman before this, but other than that, it's almost everyone's first, first, you know, big feature. It's very and interesting. It's just like, yeah, it's so good.
0: I think it's interesting that you say that some of, like you said, that Monkey feels kind of Disney-ish, but none of the themes in this movie are Disney. It's more like the, they are the same themes as Disney, but they go so much deeper, and they didn't rely on tropes, and they didn't rely on – I felt like this the, – the hero's journey is a structure to start with, basically. This gives you an idea of where you want to go with a story,
3: mm-hmm. and I
0: felt like they took it and – gave it purpose, gave it reasons, whereas a lot of Disney films just kind of like, and then we're hitting this checkpoint, and this then movie. we're hitting this checkpoint, and there's and not now a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whereas this, you felt there was a purpose for everything that happened, and it just connects so much better. So even though it's the same themes, you know, family, um, stories, I'm, it's, it's a better yeah. version of it. Mm-hmm. But my favorite point of this movie is actually in the ending with the two lanterns where he's, where he's like, I really wish you were here because I still need you. Like, I really liked that moment because, you know, he's still a, he's still a kid, but, like, even after the adventure, he's not, like, a grown man now. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Yeah,
2: um, I liked that moment, too, but one thing that I noticed that I wanted to see was the two lanterns light up.
3: Yeah. And they
2: didn't show that. All they show, showed was that shot of all the the lanterns taking off his birds and then the two spirits like standing beside him where, you know, like anyway was saying, I wish I saw them like walk off into the water, turn into lanterns mm-hmm. and like float down the river. But also right before that, you see them light up and then him turn and walk and put them into the water or something. Yeah. Uh, saying goodbye. And yeah. So either. some some way, maybe not have those two ideas together, but some way of, of, of saying goodbye. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. that's what the whole... Kind of ritual was at the at the start, and then it's like to visit and talk later on.
0: I wonder why they didn't come back around. Like it's like they just didn't get quite all the way back on to back on track. Like, and it's not a long movie, you know. Mm-hmm. They could have put a little bit more on. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't feel any, and you know. Obviously, I, I find it mind blowing that the script was totally written locked, and then they were filming for two years. You know, yeah. that's how long stop motion takes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. H- however, many people do you know how many animators they had?
1: Well, I think they're Laika. like Leica. Uh, Leica. Like, 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 yeah. like, yeah. I I was reading in some of the trivia, and I think it's like like a four hundred person.
0: But not all of those are animators.
1: No, but they're just like the the team that makes the movie. Yeah,
2: I I watched a short uh, thing on I think it was probably no actually it was for Kubo. It was a like a featurette sort of thing on YouTube um, about how it's kind of the reverse of what you think of a normal set, where like everyone comes and set up set, and then there's like all these people and they're moving the camera and stuff, where it's actually all these people come build the set, you know, set it up. You know, maybe it takes a week or whatever. I don't know how long, but sets up the camera. That's all this stuff. Blame. The animator goes into a private room with the director and talks about what he wants from the shot and all that stuff. And then everyone leaves and the animator sits in the dark, in the quiet, animating everything, including the camera sometimes. Or like two people or whatever sitting there just. And he's like, so it was from the anime. It was an animator telling this story of, how he likes to work maybe even but it's like yeah he just puts on headphones and music and then
1: but like one person takes a character yeah well he he
2: was he was doing the shot where kubo like walks into the graveyard for the first time at the beginning of the movie so that was like their example um
1: one person takes a sequence at least
2: yeah so maybe when there's multiple characters they have a little bit bigger crew but it is kind of like Everyone sets up the shot, and then they leave it to the animator and, like, step out for days.
0: Huh. So you gotta think, if they have, like, 30 or 40 animators, that's 30 or 40 people working eight hours a day for two years.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, And it's probably more like 12 hours a day.
0: I thought they said they only had two, like, main,
2: main animators. There was only two of them. Maybe so. If I remember correctly.
0: It's insane. I my <laughs> I could not do that.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was an interesting experiment in talking about the hero's journey. Yeah. It's very interesting to see. Like, it's it's just kind of a hey, try this, and this will fit here, and I mm-hmm. like kind of the further you get into the formula, the less like structured it is. It's yeah. like pick one of these and mash them all together. However, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, but they still end up kind of most of them all in there, and in most stories, of the uh, favorite one to analyze in that way is Star Wars. Yeah, yes. and and Luke's story
1: because that was the first one that really like George Lucas said, okay, here's the hero's journey. I'm gonna follow this to the to the letter basic basically, because that's yeah. that's the one you can draw the most. The, the clearest
3: mm-hmm.
1: here 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 here's all the beats
3: yeah
0: so final thoughts on the film max
1: i i really like it i i don't love the ending because i mean i don't like how it leaves you it, it feel it feels like it breaks what it set up a little bit but i don't know going back and watching it again was just fun because I, this I want to make something like this you know mm-hmm. that like that this feels like something I would want to make.
0: Minus the stop
1: motion. Uh, minus the stop motion. I
0: can't imagine you doing stop motion. Oh heck
1: no. <laughs> I can barely do rotoscoping and this this just like it, it gives me cold sweats just trying to think about.
0: <laughs> the amount of detail.
1: Yeah. But I know I just I just really liked it. It just was such a fun adventure movie.
3: Yeah, and like
0: I really like how it looks, like Uh all the different locations. Each of the locations are different. The lighting is amazing. It's just like it looks really good, and the story is cool. And I really like the character dynamics of it like it's a really solid film it just falls slightly short at the
3: end
1: but i mean the the dialogue even even with that ending the dialogue never goes into the tropey kind of dialogue you see in a lot of movies nowadays i felt like there and...
0: were a couple times where it was starting to edge into it but yeah you're but right, like the, from... the
1: relationships weren't yeah yeah you know there wasn't a lot of i don't know I don't know what you would use. I I think of it as juvenile ways characters relate in a lot of movies.
0: They think because, or animated movies, it's for kids. Yeah. They have to act like kids.
1: Yeah.
0: For kids to get it. Right. I liked, like, something we were talking about just after seeing the movie for the first time was how simple it is. Mm
3: -hmm. You know, it's actually
0: kind of a simple story. Very small. Yeah, and I really like movies that are well done and simple mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it kind of gives you this, it's like chicken soup, you know, it's like, it's a, it gives a wholesome, completed feeling, even though the end left a little bit to be desired, you know, you still have that feeling after watching it that this was really well done, I was able to like get into that world and be there and have a fun time have emotions with the characters and then at the end of the movie you feel like that was fun. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's like in a in a time where like with all the comic book movies we have now where everyone there's some, you know, humanity ending disaster coming that they have to prevent. Yeah. This one was just a small it was all about just him. Yeah, like it, it was wasn't a, very... a big world
0: yeah the world, biggest it was the village world
1: machine going to destroy <laughs> yeah. everything.
0: It was that the all the stakes were personal.
1: Yeah.
2: So my final thoughts on the movie were I I liked it. I agree it was felt really small and that felt refreshing as Annie was saying that kind of the whole movie feels refreshing. I there was a lot of little things that that I didn't quite like like the ending mm-hmm. and for me, Monkey's character, the Disney-ish feel that you guys are talking about, kind of turned me away from her character. Like, I was just kind of like, I don't know. I couldn't ever... Maybe it was just I couldn't nail down what she was. And so I never I never felt like I got to know her very well. Hmm. But other than that, it was like a really um, tight beginning and and a really small, small story. And like you were saying with the geography... That you didn't care about how big the world was, where they were in the world.
0: Oh Yeah, like at the end, he just comes back to the village, you know? Yeah. You know, he learns where the helmet is, and he just, like, like, did it take him a long time? You know, mm-hmm. you don't question well, no, it. Well, no, it did, because he left in the morning, and he got there at night. Yeah. That's not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it wasn't like, boom, he was there. It took it, some time. Did he
1: make his wings fly that whole time? <laughs>
2: Yeah, so it was just like little stuff. Well, not little stuff, like stuff that you just didn't question and you didn't need to for this story to make sense where I know that for us coming up with our own stories, we come across all of these problems that we're like, oh, but we have to have an answer for that. Yeah, we have to have an answer for that. And it's really nice to see that. I mean, in certain circumstances you do, but it's really fun to see a way that you don't need to have an answer for any of that. And it's actually really inspiring um, for story creation.
3: Yeah. I
0: think that if you're looking at stories and how to make a small, like a, a smaller, more compact yeah, story. I think that's a better script. way of saying it. It's not a small story, it's, it's a compact story. Yeah.
1: But the stakes are small er- for the world. Yeah. So small for him.
0: Well, they aren't small because they're personal. It doesn't make the stakes any smaller. It just makes the world and the it makes the consequences less world apocalyptic. ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're any less small or real.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah, I really liked. I found it very interesting. the The mix of the let's the hero's journey is a very much like a Western culture standard. Mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and then to infuse it with all of this japanese stuff the eastern culture it was very interesting and mm-hmm. it just
3: it's just
0: kind of like turn your head sideways come into a different world for a little while it's interesting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i really enjoyed it yep. i really liked all the the details of course and the, like all the art design and like everything looked like it was made out of like, all the costumes, their costumes looked it real and...
1: Everything had, had a substance. lot of texture.
0: Yeah, and, like, especially the the armor that the plot coupons. Mm-hmm. Like, the armor looks really good, even though it's, like, I don't know, a foot big. You
3: know, a foot
0: Probably more. less than that. Yeah, less than I that. think that the Kubo version that they used the most was about 9 inches. Yeah, the it's armor. Less than a foot.
2: The armor is like at most three inches tall. Yikes. So like two inches.
0: <laughs> yeah, it looked really good for being tiny. Tiny yeah. <laughs> compared. Yeah. But I think this is a very good film to analyze and to draw inspiration from just because it's so compact and well done. Did you say in the yeah. special <laughs> features that it was uh, shot on a Canon five D? Really?
1: Yeah, because they
0: they were just taking pictures.
1: Right. Huh. I didn't know that (laughs) I Something I felt about it that the stop motion was so good that there were times when I wish it was just fully animated. Like, especially the fight scenes and some of those action sequences. Like, I wanted them to be able to go a little bit farther into realism, but they couldn't. Like, this, I don't know how they can get any more than this Mm -hmm. in stop motion. Like, yeah. They can do different things, but I don't know how they can surpass something like this technology wise. Hmm. I'm not sure. It'll be interesting to see what they do next.
0: So, this has been the Earflaps Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Signing off here is Annie. And Rachel. And Lizzie. And Max. And over in the corner, are our tech support.
1: I'm Joe.
0: Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you
3: next time. Talk to you next time. We'll
1: talk at you next
3: time. (laughs)